Simon Davies has had a fondness for the kitchen from a very young age. His first job at a local diner was just to make some spending money as a high schooler. His desire to cook professionally stemmed from late nights cooking for friends at parties and the fun and sense of community that that brought. After attending culinary school and working with several restaurants in Portland, Oregon, Simon took an internship at Alinea in Chicago in 2009. And from there, he's grown with the company ever since, as now he is the executive chef. Hi, I'm Ashton Gustafson, and this is Good, True, and Beautiful, The Chef Sessions. But before we get started, here's a message from this episode's featured nonprofit. Hey guys, I'm Scott Harrison, the founder and CEO of Charity Water. We are on a mission to bring clean and safe drinking water to every single person on the planet. Uh, We're a little bit different in that we use 100% of all public donations uh, to directly fund water projects that we then prove using photos and GPS and satellite images so people know where the money is going. We just have a deep belief in the power of radical transparency uh, and and building a community. And, And we've now been joined by over for a million people around the world that have said, you're not on our watch, not on our watch, are people drinking dirty water, especially if we know how to help them. So the best way to, to learn more about Charity Water, uh, you can just visit charitywater.org spring. We have an amazing monthly community of givers who are showing up, uh, some giving as little as $10 a month, some giving $30 a month, some giving $100 a month. And there's an amazing video there too, which, which just tells the story um, that you could just help us by sharing with your friends. Um, we would love to invite you to be a part of some solving the water crisis, of of ushering in a day where every single person alive has access to clean and safe drinking water, their most basic need. And we invite you to join Charity Water in that. Hey friends, Ashton here. Welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. We are in our second season of the Chef Seasons. Joining us today from Alinea in Chicago is the executive chef, Simon Davies. Um... You know, I've never had the chance to shake his hand, but I did eat some of his food last November I was in, and uh, of course, watching his Instagram feed every day is a uh, experience in itself. Um, but that being said, super gifted guy, um, doing amazing things in Chicago and at Alinea, and just very grateful to have him on the show today. So, Simon, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Ashton. Excited to be talking with you today. All right, man. So, um... I guess how do we how do we trace back to uh, your 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 chef career? Um, I'd love to hear kind of how you got started and kind of kind of how you got to where you are today. Of course. Um, so I grew up in Northern California, and um, kind of always had an affinity for the kitchen and spent time in the kitchen with family, as I'm sure most people do um but it didn't really start for me until high school i got a job at a local diner um as a dishwasher just to kind of get some extra cash to to um make my life a little bit more enjoyable in high school and um from there started to creep my way into the kitchen a little bit and start to ask questions and uh, become very curious about the techniques and and the way that they were doing things. Um, 
So because of that, I would go to parties with my friends uh, and at, you know, midnight, one in the morning, uh, people would get hungry and uh, they would look to me to raid uh, the pantry of whatever house we were at. And I would throw something together uh, to satisfy everybody. And it was always very different and creative in a, at least as much of a, a high school way that it could be um, from the house pantry. And what would happen is everybody would stop and the chaos of the party would stop and they would all come to the kitchen and gather around and we'd all kind of share this moment. Um, and I think, I think that's really what did it for me. I realized how, um, for the first time, how food really brought people together um, and how it was consistent throughout the world to have a sense of community through food. Um, and I started to look into, you know, all of the cultures around the world and and what what brought them together through food. And I mean, it's just never ending um, throughout history and 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 currently that sense of community that food can bring, that sense of um, coming together over over something shared is is just universal. And so I just chose to start cooking. Beautiful, beautiful. You had a music background too, right? Yeah, my mom was a music teacher, so I was always very immersed in music. Uh, I played the drums and sang primarily, um, but kind of dabbled in some other instruments along the way. Um, and... I think that's kind of the direction that my life was headed hmm. um, before I started cooking. Um, but always been very into the arts. Um, and um, if, if, if I hadn't chosen cooking, then I would, I would probably be playing music somewhere. <laughs> right on. Um, so you're in high school, you're uh, getting your creative juices flowing, creating something from nothing. Um, out of your friend's pantry uh how like when when was your first step into all right this is a direction i'm going because you're at alenia now and that's on everyone's map but i just want to know like how, how how did that process begin how did you kind of get into um you know the the, the world renowned world of being a chef whenever i kind of chose to do something I, I I dedicate myself to it and I really commit to it and I want to do it to the best of my ability so I, I ended up going to culinary school in Portland Oregon and when it came time to start looking for internships I uh, I was looking to be with the best and a friend of mine showed me the Alinea cookbook and it was the first time I'd seen it. And at that time I had never seen anything like it. It, it was just page after page of like pure wonderment. <laughs> and so I said to myself, well, if there's any way I can get there, then this is where I have to go because clearly there's so much to learn there. Um, and 
So when it came time to do my internship, I wrote Chef an email asking if they were accepting interns. Um, and he responded the next day with, they are. And if I wanted it, then I would have to fly out for two days to Chicago and basically do a trial. Um, and so I did. And I came here. And I walked into the kitchen, and I don't think I remember those two days. <laughs> it, it was just uh, extremely overwhelming. Um, at the end of those two days, I sat down with Chef and Dave Barron, who was the chef de cuisine at the time. And they basically had a conversation with me, kind of telling me that I, I wouldn't be learning what I wanted to be learning there and that um, I would be doing a lot of things like picking herbs and peeling shellfish for extended amounts of time. And I think that my two days there, I really realized that I wasn't there to learn about cooking in a way. Uh, I was there because of the challenge that it would become for me. And I really realized that um, in the two days because of how overwhelming it was to me. I'd never been in a kitchen like that that forced me to quite honestly want to leave. Hmm. Well. And so I knew that would be an important step for me. So I took a couple of days and thought about it and uh, ended up accept accepting the internship and coming back. And uh, nine years later, here I am. Wow. So how, how does this work? I mean, I'm such an amateur in, in, in the world of, you know, the room where it happens. Um, you, you, do you just show up and they go, all right, here's the ingredients of the day. What do you got? I mean, how, how does a... How do you um, walk into a kitchen like that, fresh out of cooking school, um, with chef there? I just, I, I would love to know, really, what that looks and feels like, because it does seem, it does seem overwhelming. Fortunately for me, I did have three years of experience in kitchens by that point, which probably really isn't enough by by the standard definition of experience. But, um, yeah, I mean, at Alinea, you walk in as a stage. It's what we call it, a stage. It's basically like a trial or um, just working there for experience. But um, you walk in and we kind of set you with somebody for the day. Um, and that's just, it depends on what our needs are for the day. But, um it's they're pretty simple tasks for the most part um nothing complicated that we know would go awry um essentially you're you're looking for that person's attitude and um coach coachability um beyond beyond anything else and so and, when they uh, when they had that conversation with you about hey this is you're not gonna you're not gonna learn here what you think you need to be learning here um and and that that almost made you not you know want to stay. Did you quickly learn that this was a place that was 
way more about process, way about peel, you know, way more about peeling back the onion, getting down to the root of things. It seems like there's a great value that you guys have cultivated there that is on um, learning the very, very small, intricate things before you start moving in, you know, to the next series of your chef career. Yeah, absolutely. I think in a way, a lot of what they said to me was kind of a scare tactic um, to see how committed I was. Um, because you do you do learn a lot about cooking there um, in reality. But as you're starting out, there's a long period of time up, up to years where you are, you know, like you say, peeling back the onion. And I think that's just dependent on how fast you're willing to progress. Hmm. Um, you could be peeling the onion forever if, if you're not peeling the onion properly, <laughs> you know? But yep. as, as soon as you start peeling the onion properly, you can move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's good. And you can start cutting cutting the onion. And then once you know how to cut the onion properly, you can cook the onion. Right on. And then once you know how to cook the onion, you can, you can do anything with that, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that's just a general philosophy um, that goes beyond just food, but Elenia has a way of, of showing that hmm. to the, to the extreme because of the level of intensity and the level of, of focus and discipline and attention to detail that's necessary to be yeah. successful there. Yeah. In a way, I mean, this just clicked with me in a way they're, they're teaching you, you were learning how to see more than you were learning exactly the next cooking technique. Like probably the vision that you, I mean, I would imagine if you would step back and look at your decade that you've been there, um, the way you see today is infinitely different than the way you showed up seeing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So what, um, I always ask uh, really anyone that comes on the converse, the cast here about, do you have any like daily practices or rituals that for you, you know, keep you sharp, creative, at peace, focused, centered, all these different words we can use. Um, but do you have any, just as you look at your own life, you go, you know what, every day I do this in a way, um, from journaling, uh, taking a walk around the block, anything like that that you've just found that's been woven into your consistency as a chef? Yeah, I find a lot of ways to... Um balance myself out in a way. I think that it's very important because of the intensity and the day-to-day operations uh, with work um, that I find something to kind of focus on that is very the opposite of that. Hmm. Um, So I do several things. Um, One, I listen to a lot of music. I can't I can't really play anymore um, <laughs> consistently, especially the drums <laughs> living in an apartment in Chicago. But I do listen to a lot of music and that kind of brings me back to it. Um, I also paint when I can. Very cool. Um, oftentimes after work, I'll come home and and set up and, and paint, which is extremely uh, meditative for me. And then I work out, and uh, that is a huge release as well. Yeah, yeah, right on. 
Um, what do you think the values maybe that you showed up with? Uh, it, it seems to me that um, commitment, you know, is one of your values. Um, as you talk about the things when you're bringing, when you begin something, uh, you go all in. Um, what are some of the values that you've developed now over this career that you've had um, that maybe you didn't show up with? Uh, maybe that you've learned, maybe that you've co-created with the people that you work with. Um, but if you could kind of take a bird's eye view above yourself, uh, what would you say are kind of those North stars for you? Um, you know, I know I like change. Uh, Alinea is all, you know, always about change. Um, challenging the status quo. What are some of those things that you've seen develop in yourself and in your consciousness over this last decade? I think ex- accepting, um, more of, of looking for a constant change and, pushing myself to create more in a way. Um, And I think that that goes back to, like you said, a a level of commitment Um, and just knowing that that's what needs to be done. And how challenging is that? I mean, for you guys to constantly recreate um, as the seasons change, um, what, what's the balance? What, what's the balance in, um, the joy and conflict <laughs> of approaching each new season saying, all right, here's, here's, here's the direction we're going. Um, what's that like? Cause I would imagine, uh, like this super laser focused and seriousness of the job, but there also has to be this element of play, uh, this, this relaxed posture that allows such creativity to move through you guys. I always wonder, you know, as you guys sit down and kind of start throwing flavors against the wall, um, what is that like? Yeah, we, you know, we sit down and we talk, but I find through experience that most of the creative process happens in accident and happens when you do kind of, like you say, release and, and play a bit. Um, when you get your hands on the product or, or um, make a so-called mistake um, and that mistake turns out to be something really, really wonderful. Do you, do you, um, do you have a favorite season that you typically cook within? I mean, is it spring, summer, fall, winter, or is it whichever one you're in? Yeah, I don't think I necessarily have a favorite. Um, winter's my least favorite, but that's just because I'm a California boy and I don't like winter, period. <laughs> right. So that's always been my struggle with Chicago. Yeah. But um, I just enjoy the process. Right. It, it doesn't It doesn't matter so much the ingredients for me. Um, it's the process of finding finding how to make those ingredients shine and in new ways and with, with also honoring them and, yep. and their integrity. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So with, with everything that you're involved in and this journey, this rapid ascent that you've had, 
um, over the last 10 years. Can you say what success means for you today? I mean, you've got being the executive chef. There's an element of leadership there. There's menu creation. Um, like you've, in a way, I mean, you have, you're at the, you're at the top of the heap, but I know that there's this thing within you, this, this inner drummer (laughs) within you that's still wanting to keep going and know there's more and that there's something around the next corner that you're after. What, how do you, how do you define success these days? Yeah, I think there's so many ways to define success. Um, but for me to pin it down, I think it's, uh, success is found in, uh, the breakthroughs that you have in life. Hmm. And, uh, there's, there's no limit to those breakthroughs. So when you say, you know, I, I'm still thinking what's next and there's more, um, it's because I know there's so many more breakthroughs to be had, whether, you know, it's having a breakthrough, in finding a new technique at work or just in life in general, I think, um, you know, everybody in life is forced to have breakthroughs because everybody in life um, has obstacles in their way that cause them to kind of break down at at some point. And you look, you look at any, any person that is extremely successful or, any person for that matter, they've all, you know, overcome extreme circumstances, um, to become who they are. And, um, whether those circumstances are big or small, it, it, it's powerful for that person. And, and, um, I think, you know, that's a way of looking at success is, is how you, you overcome those circumstances. And then, you know, for me right now, uh, especially as, as the executive chef and as somebody that's leading that kitchen, um, that goes into how I work with the team and how I coach them and assist them in having, um, their own breakthroughs and, and becoming more powerful in that kitchen and hopefully in life in general. But, um, I think that's one of my biggest successes right now. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You know, is, is being able to, to build this team up and, and coach them through what I've been through and, and really build something strong and powerful that, that we can create together. As executive chef, what what have you learned recently um, about leadership? Um, Because, man, when I peeked in the kitchen, I don't know how many guys you have running around, but it is crazy, the number of people that are back there. Um, Yeah. And what have you learned? I mean, because this is a, there's the artist. Like, I, I feel like you're now half artist, half scientist in a way that there's, there's like metrics and, you know, there's having T's crossed and I's dotted, but you're also this painter, this poet, this conducting a symphony. There's, it's kind of this struggle back and forth, or maybe not a struggle. It's this beautiful balance, I guess. Um, yeah. What, uh, 
what have you learned in these last few months as executive chef that, that maybe you didn't know coming into that role with people, you know, leading, um, every night it's like you're conducting in a way this beautiful symphony. What have you learned? Um, a posture, a tone, a way of seeing, a way of communicating, encouragement, whatever that may be. Yeah, I mean, more so than anything, it's it's how how different everyone is, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Alinea has as a philosophy has a great way of really uh, confronting you, mm-hmm. and you know, um, challenging anyone being there and i think what's important to realize is that everybody there is confronted for a different reason Mm. and um i think being able to communicate with someone and and find out what that is when they are struggling um is has been super important um being able to allow them to find success there Hmm. because it is, it is a very challenging environment and it's, it's so intense and so fast paced that um, it, it really, it really brings out what people are resisting Hmm. and that, that causes them to, um, to want to quit a lot of the times it, it, you can see their inner it, narrative, it, their subconsciousness it's, comes to it's, the surface. It's, it's a real challenge. Yeah. And so I think going back to, you know, like having a breakthrough in that, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's being able to do that, um, that, I, that I've learned most probably. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, you're, almost, you're almost like they're, their voice in the midst of their, their voice that's getting them through the breakthrough in the midst of their own hero's journey, which is a crazy, I mean, from a culture aspect, I'm just thinking about, um, some businesses that I'm involved in, how, how you guys have kind of flipped that script a bit. That's for you and Grant and everyone there on the leadership team that, that you guys are also there not only to break through together as a restaurant, but also lead that interior breakthrough for every individual that's involved. Absolutely. I mean, the stronger that we can make our team, the stronger the restaurant becomes. And that's awesome. And the more, the more people that have a voice there and and can find, uh, find their power inside that extremely difficult environment. Um, the more powerful the restaurant becomes. Love it. That's awesome. So what's keeping you curious these days? Um, is there, is it always the change of seasons, new ingredients, uh, new music, books? What, what, um, what's been kind of, what's that thing that's been tugging at you that's like, yeah, you need to, you need to spend some time near this, get to know this a little I, bit better. I think it's, it's what's not, keeping me curious I, there's <laughs> there's this there's so much yeah. Um, yeah. um i wish you know in a way that 
I had, of course, I think we all do a lot more time for everything that we want to pursue. Um, but, you know, definitely the seasons, like you say, are, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost in a way hard to keep up. Hmm. Um, there's, there's so many possibilities and different avenues to take. Um, with different ingredients and techniques at the restaurant. Um, but yeah, I think just the desire to continue to, to push myself and to find what's next and, and what is, um, what, what's going to keep me uh, inspired and interested. Love it. I suppose. Do you think you found your rhythm as executive chef? Have you, you know, it's been, what was it? June, May, June, when that kind of happened. Yeah. May, Uh, May. Have you, do you feel like you're in the, in the flow or is, uh, is each day, day one? I, I feel like I'm in the flow. I've kind of, you know, I've, I've been prepped for it in a way. Um, Mike, who was the executive chef, I believe you talked to last year Mm -hmm. is, um, I've, you know, I've been with him essentially the entire time that I've been there. Right. Um, we started three days apart and, uh, kind of worked our way up together. And I was the chef de cuisine under him for a long time. And, um, was kind of, already doing a lot of the tasks um, of a leader for the last five years. Yeah. So yeah. It, it wasn't an incredibly difficult transition in a way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always challenging regardless. So <laughs> what's, uh, I mean, what, and this is a random question just for my curiosity on an average night when it's all said and done, what time are you typically kicking out of there? between one and two. Well, wow. well, wow. man. Um, amazing what you guys, that, that, that lifestyle, uh, is you have to be committed. Um, you have to, yes. you have to be in love. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think of... that's, and I think that's why it's so easy to be uh, confronted with any challenge that comes up because mm-hmm. you're already, you're already working extreme hours and you're already, um, living a very difficult lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah. any, any, anything that comes up beyond that small or big can, can pose a challenge for anyone. Well, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? I ask this to everybody. I think don't be afraid to be more courageous. Mm-hmm. Um, take more risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I probably would have enjoyed my younger life a little more had I done that. <laughs> but I think in general, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, I am very happy with the path that my, my life as I was younger and now has taken. And, um, 
I've been very aware of myself the entire time, I think. So if there were one thing, that would probably be it. But I'm not, I'm not upset about it by any means. Yeah, beautiful. Man, well, I, um, it's your story, um, and the, and the, just the, the work and the energy that you put into the world is very, very inspiring. Um, and, uh, super grateful for you guys and what you're doing. It's, it's, uh, it's inspiring all of us across the board, whether we are, uh, within the world of food or not, I'm not, um, but in the business world, creativity, all that, um, I, I think you guys are, are a light on a hill for all of us saying, yeah, push it a little further, push the envelope a little further. Um, so what a liberating place for you to be. Um, super, super cool. Thank you very much. That's very reaffirming to hear. You bet. So, um, best place for our listeners to kind of follow you. I know that, um, you and I kind of connected on Instagram, simon.a.davies, uh, is your handle. Uh, where would you send us? To the Alinea website, Instagram? What's the best way they can follow you? Yeah, uh, Instagram's definitely the way to go. I'm constantly sharing uh, what we're up to there and uh, posting uh, pictures and talking a little bit about the thought process and the creative process. So I definitely would uh, send you there. Yeah, well, all I can tell you is um, I don't know if the Palo Santo ice cream is still on the menu, but like <laughs> I need to experience that one day. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It, it is. actually just, just went on. Uh, we just got the plates for that. So. Oh, dang. I sent that to my buddies, and I was like, look at what this guy's doing. And they were <laughs> like, stop. Um, love it. Well, man, uh, on behalf of all of us, thank you for your good and necessary work and your energy and generosity and sharing with us today. Uh, I hope I get to shake your hand one day. Yes. Thank you, Ashton. I'm looking forward to it. All right, my friend till next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of good, true and beautiful. If you did, please share it with those you love and those you lead. We want this place to be a place where we can all gather and point at that, which is good, true and beautiful. And as you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid, listen to the bluebird sing, and be love.